All right, what's going on, guys? Episode 22 of the Pokey Talk Podcast. And we got a fun one for you this time around. We're doing our top five non-TCG items. So what is going on, Philip? Hey, hey, not too much. Uh, I figured, you know, this next time of year, Christmas time, and... A few of our, a few of our things or stuff I think we've received during Christmas, but it, it kind of fits this this episode during this time of year. Like nine TCG, what items did you receive? What items would you like to receive? You know. Yeah, for sure fits the theme perfectly for Christmas, and there's a lot of non TCG items out there, and we're gonna be talking about our favorites, and we're gonna. Not really cheat on some, but we have some that are like virtual items, but they're non-TCG items. So, you know, I I grew up with video games and stuff like that doesn't really differ too much for me than physical items because that's just the world we live in now. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly about where your memories are at, and uh, that's the most important thing. But... Uh, yeah, for the news, though, we have probably the biggest bit of news that we've ever had, I think. And this is opening up with the era of Scarlet and Violet. There are some major changes coming to a TCG as far as the design goes. Um, we'll get into that pretty heavily, but I think you wanted to tell us a little bit about your experience that you briefly mentioned in the last episode yeah uh, so yeah what what'd you do last weekend so a few days after recording i went on a little bit of an adventure um and I mean, it wasn't really an adventure it was just a travel down the highway but it makes it sound more exciting that it, it was an adventure <laughs> but uh so I mentioned in the last one that I was going to Yeti Gaming. I had received our PSA order in record-breaking time, like five weeks or something like that. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and you're still waiting on some, which is weird. Um, <laughs> which I got was, there before that order, so yeah. it's still very random. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm not complaining. I, I, I got it. I was able <laughs> to, um, again... I went to Yeti. I had everything ready. You know, the best thing about trying to sell, if you're trying to sell items like that, don't make it hard on the person for them to have to gauge everything. That's how you get screwed out of money. Um, So I went in just like I did the time before, and I had a sheet printed out. I had the market value rounded to the nearest five. So like, you know, 45, 50, 55, you know, stuff like that. Um, included shipping, and it was easy. He just like, okay, I, I don't want these. I was trying to sell some rest of my PSA nine hyper rare <laughs> junk slabs. Slabs, yeah, it's so rare. <laughs> <laughs> and so last time he 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 took them all. This time it included like a Needle King, Hitmonchan, I think Machamp even. It was like I'm not so confident he's going to take these. And sure yeah. enough, he he, he didn't. And he, and he, you know, he apologized. I'm like, dude, do not sweat it. I can sell the these to the whatnot streamers, no problem, in a card show. Like, I'm not even worried about it. 
In fact, they'd give me 12 bucks probably in, in credit. I, I don't even care. You know, it's, it's all good. Um, but everything else that we agreed to on was, was solid. I was wanting a little bit more cash, um, but the percentages was perfect. And keep in mind, as I said, I can still make another, I don't know, one to one fifty in cash from my uh, junk slabs that I have to whatnot streamers. So it was pretty much on par with what I was expecting. Again, um, overall, if you take in the trade, it was slightly more than what I would net after taxes and eBay fees and all that good stuff. Um, so again, solid. I got a lot of new cars. I got some Hansi promos. I got my first ever uh, true e-reader hollow in nice. YouTube. Yeah, I was going to get uh, the Charmander Hollow from Dr- Dragon set from the EX era. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Beautiful Arita artwork. Like the foiling secret, fan- secret rare. Yeah, the foiling is just fantastic. It's just an, an unreal. I didn't even know about this card until I was just scrolling through heavy gaming like on TCG Player. And I saw that and I was like, holy cow. Normally, I, I don't simp for the Charmander family. But that one was a beautiful hollow. Like, if you haven't seen it, um, go and, and check it out. It's the Charmander Secret Rare from Dragon. Just, it's just called Dragon. <laughs> yeah, EX Dragon. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I think it's just called Straight Up Dragon. It's not even, even called that. They Yeah, they call them. Like, there's EX in front of a lot of them. So people usually say like EX Dragon, oh, but it, it is yeah, yeah, it I is just Dragon. But most people yeah. will say like EX Dragon. No, you're right. It could be either I, one. On this, on Poke Collector, like you, you don't if you're not paying attention, you're just reading like the actual um, logos. You'll miss the EX. Yeah, because it's like the EX is barely in there. But I I just saw Dragon. But yeah, you, you're right. Anyways, great, fantastic artwork, great foiling. Um, of course, they had sold that just days before, um, so that was unfortunate. So I got my backup, which was the Me Too Hollow from, I think it was Skyridge? It's from one of the e-reader sets. I just can't. Rec- I just couldn't recall which one. I think it might be Expedition on that now one. I'm, now I'm, I'm having to look. <laughs> I'm pretty I, sure it's Expedition, but I might be wrong. It's been a while since I've seen those. Yeah. I haven't looked through them in a while. I just know they're all like you know. I, I see that that border, that side. I know it's an e-reader. Um, here I'm pulling anyways, it up here. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is uh, Expedition, the Mew and Mew Two, like the two big cards. Those, yeah, those are both an Expedition. Yeah, it also has the Alakazam and Blastoise, the Charizard. The, yeah, this sets the Golem, the Gengar. Yep, this sets unreal. <laughs> like every Hollow is a banger. I think um, this is the weakest of the three, too. Like, they're all great, but, yeah, E E series is something something but, special. Yeah, I didn't have the hollow, um, any hollows from that era. I have several random, like, rares and commons and stuff like that, but I never actually owned a hollow. So now I have that little bit of piece. I have, I have stuff from every era, so I was really happy about that. Um, and I, I just got a bunch of other cards combined. I was like, we agreed on 200 in credit, and it was like seven, 800 in cash. And 
like I was like, can we take off like the, all the fees? And he's like, yeah. And so they did that. And then I saw, it was like another ten percent on top of that because I was buying so much. And I was like, okay, I'm down. So I did the math. It was like three hundred dollars worth of stuff I got for like two hundred dollars. So yeah, it's pretty good. Like, yeah, he was like saying, I was, I was like, can you take five dollars off that? I was like, oh, you're like sure, okay, okay, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So I got a great value. Um, got a lot of good stuff. I got the Neuvern, the Batman all-star. Yeah, uh, that one's pretty nice. But, yeah. Anyways, got a lot of good stuff. Great place to go. Just got to be, be prepared because they do have a lot of stuff <clears> to view. <throat> they got like packs in the back and they, like, they got a lot of stuff to buy there. But if there are specific cards you're wanting, like take a look at their store beforehand because it's extensive. Both yeah, you can't. And TCG player. You can't really. Which they're in St. Louis, if you guys are in the area, but they don't have all those cards for the most part showing in their store. No, and you can't just ask like you know what other graded cards do you have? Like you have to like use a computer in the store to like look up a card, see if they have it, and then they'll get that specific card for you because there's just so much to go through. So. Got to kind of be and, prepared. Yeah. And like I was just like last time, and obviously I, just like last time, I end up dealing with, with the owner. That was the person that, you know, we went through each each of, each of item on the sheet, and we agreed to the price. And we just got talking around like, hey, you know, I wasn't expecting this order to be back so soon, but and we got it back in five weeks. And he was like, "Oh man, tell me about it. You, you remember, remember how I said I sent so many orders and all those cars yet?" And I was like, "Yeah. Well, I got a, a six-figure, like a one hundred thousand-dollar painting build now, all at once, a lot earlier than what I was expecting." Uh, <laughs> I was like, "I couldn't even imagine." And you got like thirty days or something like that to pay it. So obviously, he has like the money on hand, but like he wasn't expecting to have to pay it. Which I thought was impressive in and of itself. I'm sure, like most distributors and card shops like that, they open an ungodly amount of products from each set, and they send off a lot of that crap to be graded. Yeah, I don't know how much they open. You know, Eastwood's probably different. The amount of volume they go through, they probably open cases. So I'm sure it's cool to work there, but you probably get tired of opening packs. You, if you probably become desensitized to it. Uh, yeah, that's why I never like open the packs it's like i get desensitized by just watching people you know it's not exciting to really open packs see i don't watch a lot of people and that's probably why i don't mind opening a little bit of product from time to time but uh i just watch to like keep myself from opening pretty much okay <laughs> it's like i don't i don't want get a little bit of that taste yeah like i wouldn't mind opening but i hate spending money to open packs because i know it's pretty much not going to be worth it unless i like you know open v star universe right away and then send out cards immediately which is pretty much what i did yeah <laughs> which uh, yeah, i don't really want to do all that work no i i don't mind it though i enjoyed opening v star universe um you know trying to get all subject because there's a little bit more i want to say about uh, yeti but with V-Star, we also opened, you know, I also opened a little bit of V-Star. And I'll tell you what, man, that might be the most fun set I've ever opened. I thought it was EV Heroes. Nah, -uh. this set is was just too fun. I swear, everything that had like the multi different foiling, plus like your hollows, 
plus your hits, your 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 character rares, whatever. It was literally half of the box. Half of the box was quote unquote what I considered a hit with the cool foiling. Yeah. And I mean, you cannot beat that experience. Whereas with English, you're lucky if you get three cars from an ETB worth holding on to. Yeah. You know? Like there is a lot it is it's about the experience. Yes, you might open something, but like V Star Universe is so already the hit cards are so affordable. Like all of the uh, secret character Pokemon rares, whatever you call, most of them are already in the in the mid twenties, or maybe thirty dollars at most. It's only like the gold cards and a few of the uh, trainer cards that are really pricey. Yeah, mostly but, uh, trainers now. Yeah, it's the uh, what, what's your name from Arceus, Irita, and uh, what what was the other friends? It was the. Uh, it was the Sino friends, but it was from the Arceus, right? Is I'm pretty sure that's the other one. I can't even remember. I don't think there was a Sino friends, but I I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, it wasn't Sino, but it's that obviously it's that area. Yeah. Um, Sino. That's it. It's not. It basically no. I think it straight up is Sino friends. Oh really? <laughs> Yeah, it is. I, have to I, I thought so. Yeah, it says Pokemon cards, Japanese, Sino friends. Yep, this one and uh, the Arita are. I think they're are the, some of the big hit cards, and then you have like the Gold Arceus and all that. But anyways, um, back back to the point. So I got talking to Vince at Yeti, and you know we made our deal. Another great value. That's why I, I'm going to go back again next month. Uh, but I just asked him. I was like, "Hey, man, you clearly been around. Like, he he's he's about fifty, maybe early fifties, and the guy knows Pokemon. The guy went into detail about how in twenty seventeen he bought some Sky Ridge booster boxes, some EX Deoxys. He mentioned how one time he was outbid by Alpha Investments, i.e., Rudy, during one of these Sky Ridge boxes, and he was a little pissed off at. <laughs> uh, but it was all good fun, but." No, this guy is pretty deep into the hobby. Um, he mentioned how he, he purchased like a two point three million dollar collection in in Pennsylvania. I mean, this guy is deep in the hobby. Like he, he you might not know his name, but he knows all those people. So, yeah. no, like the guy clearly knows what he's talking about. The guy's been around the hobby. The guy's pretty much been there since the beginning, and I wouldn't be surprised if he started with magic like a lot of these people did, especially his age. So you can tell he's seen Magic, he's seen Yu-Gi-Oh, he's seen Pokemon. And so I was, I was like, hey, what do you think about Disney Lorcana? What, what, what do you think about that? And he was like, oh, I was like, I got a PSA 10 set, full set of the D23 collection. And, he, and his, his jaw he's like, what? kind of dropped. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're all in on Lorcana, like we're going to be the biggest distributor in St. Louis. Those were his words, his exact words. So, so a guy, so the guy that has been at it since Magic, been at it with Pokemon, been at it with Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, he does Flesh and Blood, Dragon Ball Super. He does, he does all these CCGs. He is in big on Lorcana. What does that tell you? And I, I asked him, and I asked him, 
I was like, hey, are you the guy causing the price to go up to $9,000? And he was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> he was like, we were trying to buy up the market. I'm like, damn, that was you. <laughs> well, we were like watching it really like extensively, yeah. like pretty much every day up until recently when it's finally cooled off. But yeah, it's pretty cool right now. And it's going to stay like that. I think until spring. I mean, yeah, recently. those were pretty easy to buy up. Granted, it was a lot of money, if but he, yeah, there if was... he moved in early, if he moved in early, he could have a large, large standing in it. And honestly, if he has, he, he did say, he said he couldn't remember. I kind of doubt that. I, I'm sure he knows. He just didn't want to say, and that's fine. But something tells me it's at least in the double digits. Yeah. My guess, and my guess would be, I wouldn't be too surprised if it is approaching triple digits. Like, yeah. I could see it, I could see it at least 40 to 50. So we're talking, we're talking enough for the guy to retire if he really wanted to, honestly. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just pretty crazy, like, the amount of money that you're talking about with those sets and how few there were, like, the opportunity. Yeah, the the opportunity was there to buy out if he had a lot of money. And, and if he got in early at 3000 a set and he bought till six or 7000 just that cost basis is absolutely phenomenal considering where this price is right now and on eBay, who knows, you might be getting Frankenstein sets with like the rejects from people that bought three sets plus, you know, they're trying to resell it. Yeah. But anyways, the, he, it was hype on it. And I was like, dude, the next time I show up here, I'm going to bring my cards, but I'm not selling them right now. Not during the all time market. low. he was like, Dude, if you said you were going to sell them, I was going to slap you over the head. I think I think part of that was saying it, but like I also thought he was he was before I interjected, he might have tried to give me an offer. <laughs> yeah, uh, he probably would have, but he probably yeah. would have been hesitant to to buy the whole set at once, already graded, well, you know. But well, and I'm not selling it. If he would, if he would like, if the next time I go in there, and I doubt he'll do this, I really do. Um, because the guy knows the business, the guy is a, a true businessman. I, I, I'd be like, hey, I would give it to you right now, twenty thousand dollar cash. I would sell it to him right then and there for twenty thousand dollars. Because obviously, I would buy sets or I would buy certain cards just straight, straight up. Like I'd buy the Elson a ten, and I would buy an actual set and get that graded. And I've still profited all this money. It's all cash. It's all under the table. <clears throat> so you have like he got moving money. He got moving money. Profit immediately, put it right back in, and get more money. You know, just like as business, like you never want to have money sitting. And it's the same situation when how I view stuff with now with Pokemon and the hobby. Like, I don't like stuff in the sealed as much. I'd rather find cards that are near mint that would immediately have value of created, or cards that I think won't take too long to do its natural growth of value. If I'm buying like that mm-hmm. um, now, so I was obviously thrilled about this. And I asked him about his Mario Pikachu. He has it's it's incredibly high market price. 
the market price is like seventeen hundred bucks on eBay, and his is well, not just him, but everybody is priced at twenty five hundred plus. Um, yeah, I hate like those certain cards like that where people yeah. are like, well, this is a big card, and like none are for sale, but nobody wants to get rid of it either, so they just throw it up there as the high price, and it's like, ugh. But well, see, that's what I'm it is. hoping. Yeah, well, I'm hoping. <clears throat> so, kind of go into more about. So basically, I have some money I can throw into the hobby, either Pokemon or maybe even Lacana. But Lacana, I'm confident is going to be kind of slow for a few months, um, and I'm, I'm watching that closely too with the D23 PSA 10 Mickey. Because I checked on those, and there are none worth buying on eBay right now for all. Like, when it comes to that, unless you want to pay a super premium, the opportunity is pass and buying raw for those cards, it seems like. Um, and that was my w- first fear. Um, and it is what it is. But So at that point, you either buy a 9 or a 10. It'd be worth it to get a 10, in my opinion, if it went down to a certain price. Now, I haven't looked the past two days... The last I looked, they were trading down towards thirteen hundred. Finally, I was like, "There's no, there's no sale in six days." I'm like, "Here we go. I think we're gonna start seeing it." And sure enough, not two days later, boom, thirteen, fourteen hundred. Now I haven't seen that those cars sold, but I'm hopeful I can maybe get that. But I think I might wait till my birthday for that. Anyways, yeah, I'm straight up contemplating buying the PSA nine Mario Pikachu. I want it. I consider it a Grail. It will be a testament to how far I've come when I buy it. And at this point, it's just like when me trying to get that Lorcana set, once I get this like obsession like this Anglomania on a certain card, there is nothing that can stop me until I get it. And that's kind of what's approaching. But I'm trying to be clear-headed too, so <laughs> I'm trying to be. Yeah, I I listed those cards. Um on my eBay as not like for sale, but like on my watch list, like I have a list going and those have been on there for quite a while. The last cards we got back actually knocked out a good little section of those. But right now I have three cards on my watch list and that is my, uh, that's one of them for sure. Also in a PSA nine, but I have two others though, but if I bought all three of these cards, it would probably be like four or five thousand. Well, I've already claimed dibs on the Yeti gaming one. <laughs> I don't know how much it'll come down. Like I can't That's that's what I'm worried is I feel like when I, he gets to two thousand, like that would be a lot for him. But I well, my whole basis is if you look at market price, so like I'm worried too. But he has no standing on that card. If he's trying to say market price, like sixteen hundred is probably the most cash without fees. Like he's obviously this is all cash, right? And it's no fees. I think that's the most I'd feel comfortable going probably um, because that's eighteen hundred. If he would have sold it on eBay, and if you look at EB sold there, there hasn't been one that has sold. There's only been one that has sold that high in the last year plus. Yes, it was recently, but there's also a 1700 and 1600 something that sold as well. So his basis for anything over 16, 1650, in my opinion, 
is not there. So essentially, yeah. he's not he's not trying to sell at market price. He's trying to sell at what he expects the value to be. And I don't think that's fair. And I don't think he would do that, especially with the returning customer and somebody that's come back three times and is spending money and will hint like, hey, I got another order coming. I got these Lorcana. Like, I honestly almost want to bring the Lorcana cards. I'm like, look, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this order coming back. You know I'm dealing with money in the hobby. Look, look at me coming back. This is You're getting thousands of dollars from me in just a short time period, and you can get even several thousand dollars more from me, but we're going to have to make this deal. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't say that. You don't give an ultimatum like that in a business dealing. Bitch. But, <laughs> bitch right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you want to go outside? But, uh, no, but you don't, that's not yeah. how you do a deal. That's but Yeah, like, build you, up the rapport, and yeah, it's yeah. All, he's more likely to give you a deal, especially in person, yeah. and then knowing you rather than someone else. And knowing that I'm going to come back, I'm not like a big boy player like he is, but I am also a player. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, I am throwing around a little bit of money. And for you're talking about something that's like dealing with close margins and margins over a plurality to, to make a living to have this amount of money you can get in one sitting. Like, I'm sure he's making several hundred dollars on that card, at least. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I, I would expect he's making, if he sells it at 1600 I would expect he's making over $500. It, it's my personal guess. And, I, and I'll also be like, listen, if I ever sell this card, I'm coming right back to you. Yeah. So he can make even more money. Like, I mean, and me, as a business person, I would take that deal. But... I'm not sure if he would, but but he he did mention in our conversation. I was like, "Well, how much would be willing to come down?" And he was like, "You'd be surprised how much wiggle room I have on that." So yeah. he's open to negotiations, but by negotiations, like we're a thousand dollars apart from what he has it listed and what I yeah. have, and I'm willing to get it for it. But maybe he might know, and that's why he said that. So he's just throwing it up there to see if someone bites, but. Because nobody's bought it at that price, but if somebody buys it, then that's the new market price, which is why I need to get an ASAP because of that. Yeah. Like, if he, this is like we kind of mentioned it with Neo Destiny, how there's a few available, like in near mint conditions. Well, there's only four, from what I checked, four or five for the PSA 9. Once people start giving into that price, then that becomes the new market value. We are literally so close from it going to 16700 to twenty two to twenty five hundred in terms of price, and that's one reason why I have chosen that as my prioritization over the Neo Destiny binder cards and potentially even the PSA ten um, Mickey because of the prioritization. And yes, I know you kind of dis- disagree with this, but I think there's too much of a risk involved to wait longer than next month. Because of the movie that's coming out. Now, I'm not saying the movie will, but if it's a good movie, like as successful as like the Lego movie is, I could see a renewed, I don't want to say, but like a, spl- a splurge of popularity suddenly for Mario in the mainstream. And then suddenly what's going to happen is in the TCG, it's going to spread over to the TCG and you're going to see more people posting those cards and suddenly more people are going to become interested in those cards again. 
And with the scarcity it has on the market, it doesn't take 100,000 people for this to happen. It literally takes a couple dozen. That's all it takes. Not yeah. even. So that's why I will get it. And unfortunately, I'm probably going to have to wait till January 8th because the first is New Year's. The week before that is Christmas. And I won't be able to get it like it'll be Christmas when I'll be able to get some of the funds to be able to obviously pay for it. So, yeah. And as we speak, I'm going through a $15 sub special that we're going to be submitting to. So these, these might be funding stuff too. Yeah. Quick, quick uh, side note. I got, I got in front of me three cards. I think I'm going to try to sneak in my special delivery bidoof. Because I think it's a nine. Mm. That's what I want. It's a nine, but nines are selling for like two forty. But I think I can sneak it by. I think that special. card and a nine seems that seems good. But that's also a card that, like, it's all rapid, relatively. I don't want to say rapid growth, but it was like, what was it like thirty percent or something like that? And it, and then like, I mean, eventually I'll hit a plateau, right? But like. That's a car that could easily go from 240 to 350 pretty quick, I feel like, even in a nine. Yeah, it's it's the best out of the special liveries for sure. Yeah, absolutely. In my searching for that, by default, I accidentally clicked on special delivery Charizard, but you can buy a PSA 9, already graded PSA 9 special delivery Charizard for 70 bucks right now. Honestly, that that's that's probably pretty solid to do because mine came with atrocious centering and uh, minor silverine on the edge wear, and it even had a print line. Like it had everything. Like I I didn't even open it because it's more it's worth more sealed in the package than it's opening because it's it's a six. Yeah, <laughs> like the nines are going for about seventy seventy five. It looks like so. That's not bad. I bet at a car show you could probably get it for sixty. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, I have the, uh, you know, the Champions Pass shiny Charizard. The yeah. The black one. Well, yeah. I have I have that in Japanese. I'm considering sending that into PSA, but I only collect CGC if it's 2020 or later for like cheaper cards like that. I have that and then the Mewtwo full art from the Go set. But I kind of want to grade them with CGC just to keep the uniformity in my collection. But at the same time, cards like Bidoof, especially every Bidoof, I do PSA with those. So I think I'm only going to try to sneak in the special every Bidoof and that, that'd be it. But anyway, that's what I was thinking right now. But for the other news, we did kind of talk about that a lot already, but our main topic might be a little shorter, so that's why we're yeah. kind of hitting the news hard. But yeah, so Pokemon has announced that starting with Scarlet and Violet on the English side, they are going to a silver border just like Japanese. And Woo! that is huge news. I mean, a lot of people... Love the look at them. Love the look of them. I like the yellow border. It, You know, it's nostalgic for me, but it's going to be nice. Like, I like I like seeing the modern cards with the silver. Like, I mean, 
Yeah, it looks good with Watsy, and I think that's how I separate the vintage. It looks good, it does, but like the character rares with the yellow border, ugh. Yeah. The radiant rares, ugh. You know, it's it's just like the silver border does set the tone. Now, I just wanted to say that there was an episode, I think it wasn't in May, that we had an episode, uh, things you wanted to see done with, with hit the TCG. Yeah. And we mentioned we want the quality to be similar. And here we go. What did you know that the, the Pokemon company is one of our listeners, Nathan? I wonder, though, if, you know, the quality is even going to change. Like, it makes you think that because they're they're totally well, changing it up. So this isn't the only thing announced. You know, they got the silver borders, but... And the foiling. Yeah, they're changing up the trainers subcategory. They're, I think they're making a new item category, which is the tool. They have a new layout to the energies. They put the type of energy at the top, which that a lot of people don't really like how that looks. It says like, like there's a fire energy, but then at top it says basic energy, energy. And then right under that, it says basic fire energy. So it's weird that it says, you know, basic energy, energy, basic fire, energy, fire symbol. It's like kind of overload there. But they're trying to make it simplified and mainstream and just very to the point. And uh, that's really nice there. But the biggest part of this news is that they are ditching the set symbols. They are using the set codes just like Japanese. So, Which is also, thank God, like I can't tell you. Yeah. Like, you know I remember so many symbols. And when you got like 200 different symbols more at this point, I mean, dude, it's like you got to go through what is it, Bulbapedia or on the Wikipedia, or whatever, and like, okay, I can tell it's th- it's this year, so I know it's this era. So yeah, they start blending together, and the set yeah. symbols aren't very much different at certain points, but yeah, yeah. So like, the set is gonna be scarlet and violet, so SV one. Yeah, Japanese, it's gonna be SV one S. And on the English side, it's going to be SV1EN for English. And then instead of the RR for the rarity, it's going to be like two stars on R's. So, you know, that's kind of cool. But uh, they are raising the MSRP by 50 cents. Yeah, which isn't, that's not a big deal. If you take into account inflation, like, yeah, I know in America it's like, what, 8.5%, 8.2%, something like that. But in other countries, it's a lot more than that. So I think if you consider all those factors, I don't think the increase is overly significant, in my opinion. Yeah, and another thing with it, they are pretty much guaranteeing three hollows in each pack. Mm-hmm. There, there are not going to be non-hollow rares anymore. So the value is going to be that kind of... I don't know if it's going to be as valuable as the Japanese set, but it's going to be like the Japanese set where every pack feels like you're getting something. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. And it, it might take them a couple sets to really tune it out, but yeah, you know, there's there's going to be like a hollow, a reverse hollow, and then a V card or something in every pack. Um, I, and then that yeah, reverse hollow... Well, that reverse hollow could be an EX. It could be substituted out for bigger things. So I think it's going to be pretty solid. 
Um, I still probably won't open it, but <laughs> it's going to be pretty cool, though. Well, I w- would like to actually experience it, but I don't know if you noticed this. Um, so during on the Pokey Beaches uh, article that they have written about it, so when they show the English Coridon next to the Japanese, do you notice the key differences between the two cards? I do. Now you can't guarantee that this is how it'll be looked like because it's just you know this is just a re- rendering on the left. They might not even have it made yet. I would probably imagine they probably don't. Um, but you can tell a clear difference with the foiling between the two, the yeah. light and the foiling. It's and I don't think it's because of the angle because they're both supposed to be face on. There is it's almost like a texture difference. It seems like too like there is a clear difference still between the English and the Japanese. Even if they have the silver borders, they have a few cosmetic similarities, which mainlines the whole process in my opinion. But if you look at like what really separates Japanese apart beyond like the quality of the stock is the foiling. And I do not think I, we're, it's going to get closer. Okay. It's absolutely going to get closer with the three different types of foils in a pack, but I still think the aesthetic of it, it's going to be off. It isn't going to be quite there. It looks like, looks like the EX that, you know, is English. It looks like the texture of a V card right now like it looks shiny but it's not going to be any special hollow yep so it's kind of a bummer like i think these ex's are going to be the new v's like nobody's super excited to pull them um you know that that's what the rendering looks like but yeah the japanese it has the full art sparkle hollow all the way up extending to the borders the english one does not Mm. which yeah maybe this is just a rendering since the Japanese one is probably a scan of the actual card. Yeah, that's my guess. Hopefully that is applied to the English one, which is very obviously like a, you know, it's image. Flat. Yeah. The image almost looks flat, like lacking some contrast some sharpness. And that's why I think some of it might be the actual photo rendering, but I but if even if you look beyond that, there there still looks to be a few key differences, um, and we'll just have to see. Like I I think they get closer. Like but if they give us that crap where it's like how it was with the English Ghost set, where the stock is paper thin. <laughs> yeah. Like so we've increased the sort of cosmetic differences, but we still got cheap cheap products for the English. Whereas the Japanese stock has still been mostly the same, it feels like, anyways. Like a nice sturdy stock when you pull the card. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be disappointing and be kind of like the V's and flat. But hopefully, I'm wrong. And if I am wrong, that'll that'll be great. If I'm right, then yeah, it's still going to be just you know open packs burning through them as quick as possible to see what you get, toss them. But at least for most people, like maybe not your addicts, like your your people that are just chasing for that, that altar, but for the majority of the hobby, like just getting, buying maybe, I don't know, once a month an ETB or two, you know, that's that's probably a good portion of the hobby is just, is just that. And 
you get it feels like you're getting more of a reward, whereas like with the RCSV Star UPC and the Charizard UPC, it was pure trash when that you opened it. Not only was the quality not there of the promos, but you have the fact that I got like two hits or something like that. Same with the RCSV Star. Mm-hmm. But hopefully this will remedy that by you're getting look at this, you're getting you know what was it 18 packs in the Charizard UPC? You're getting full 40 cards that you might well want to keep purely based on like the aesthetic. I mean. It's yeah, something. yeah, for sure. I think they'll, yeah, I think they'll be fun to open, and they're moving in the right direction for sure. But, but one more thing though is, doesn't this feel like they're also like they're redoing it a little bit, right? But doesn't it feel like they're just like, okay, let's take this EX era and this EX era, and let's merge it into this? Doesn't it kind of feel like that a little bit? Yeah, which you know all the EXs kind of feel similar. This is not the X and Y EX as we know it. There yeah. are different mechanics. This is going to be like the OG, like OG, OG EX era. I get I'll... that, but the aesthetic looks like, the main aesthetic looks like the XY era. But there's yeah. elements that make it look like still, like the silver border that make it reminiscent of the OG X EX era. Yeah, the hollow borders, especially on Japanese, look like old school. It's lowercase mm-hmm. EX like old school, but yeah, they're popping off the frame like XY. Yeah. So it is a nice mix, like yeah, like you said. And I love a- these cards. Like you can see the outline of the Pokemon like under like where the text is, like it's a full art, but yeah, you can you can tell it's just good good quality as far as the design for sure. I think what will be interesting is so in some ways you can argue that Pokemon for Scarlet and Violet they are they have a modern mind, a contemporary mind of ideas within especially the hobby and where it's going, but not forgetting its past. And I almost wonder it's like could you almost imagine Hey, we've mentioned before how what we've loved, at least I know I have, like they've kind of shown it a little bit with the end of era um, sort of shield promo with Pikachu and all that. It has a lot of texture. Could you imagine a, a full art rare with like alt art, but it has the texture and foiling of the EX era? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Like, this would instantly become potentially one of the best eras ever in the TCG if it did have it. Because we, we acknowledge the EX era is one of the best ever in the TCG. So if you take the best elements ever modern-wise of the alt arts with one of the best eras all time in the TCG, you combine those two things, well, I mean, goddamn, you have a remedy for success. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, I think, the best of both worlds, just yeah. like they're doing with the other games, you know. Best of everything, they're going to combine Japanese style of borders and everything. And just really exciting. I mean, this is just blowing open a whole brand new era of Pokemon. I just hope they get the quality right. I don't want them to, like, overdo things. It seems like we're going to have, like, EXs as a rarity. And then, you know, of course, full arts and stuff like that. But, yeah, well, we'll see. But... 
Guess we should hop on into the main topic, though. That's quite the quite the good news section there. But let us know. Were you guys excited? Um, hyped. Hyped up. Hyped. FOMO. No. <laughs> if anything should tell you about the like print numbers for this, I mean, look at the Charizard UPC. Look at celebrations. Yeah. Look at Go Set. The days of scalpable things are over, I think, no matter what the product. And it's just a time to just sit back and enjoy the hobby and collect for fun, like more than ever. And uh, I like that a lot because that's what it was back in the day. And uh, that's where we're at now. So the people who collect now will win in the end, Then you know, on the next boom. And I think that next boom could be sooner than later. Like I was telling some people the other day, like I think Pokemon could boom as much as like within the next year. Like they're just hitting everything on the, on the head. I don't think it'll be next, like within the next year. But I mean, if you look at, yeah, if you look at everything, considering like everything is down, like, I know Pokemon is one of the more resilient ones, but I yeah. could see it. I just say it real fast. I could see it when some of the more <laughs> of the millennial generation begin to have kids of the appropriate age that can appreciate this hobby. I think a lot of the folks in our generation, like so, the prime age for Pokemon, you I would say is what thirty three, thirty four to like twenty eight. Obviously. I'm talking about like the OG age, right? Like the first generation that came in with Pokemon, that grew up with Pokemon. And I wonder if once those kids become more age appropriate, so right now I feel like a lot more are under five. Mm-hmm. It seems like that way. You give it another five to seven years. Yeah. I, I I think you could see, like you'll see, you'll see another boom with market share and market growth, I feel like. Uh, it'll be interesting if you see a spike in the vintage stuff, which I think that's what you'll see go up is the vintage stuff. Yeah, it came down the hardest, and yeah, I think they'll. I don't think it's going to be like an insane climb. I think no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I think vintage will be slow and steady, and I think they'll win the race, like the old saying goes. But uh, we're starting to see some forgotten era ex era stuff kind of pop a little bit the i i saw some auctions ending i think it was the golden or heritage auctions some guy on uh instagram posts live updates um every time that ends and talks about past trends and one thing that surprised me was the celebi gold star and shining celebi from shining legends those cards were like two to two and a half X on top of like other gold stars of similar rarity. So something's happened with Celebi. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened with Celebi. I know one pretty serious Celebi collector. I don't think he's bought them out, but uh, <laughs> something fishy going on with Celebi right now. Yeah, well, I could see, you know, Celebi is, he's kind of overshadowed by, in some ways, by Mew. 
And because by the time Selby as the Mythical became known, I feel like a lot of your OGs were already gone from the hobby. Yeah. Um, like, I played Gold Silver. I love Gold Silver. But I don't ever remember catching Selby in that game. Uh, like, I beat it. I, I watched the show until, like, I watched the show Saturday mornings until, like, Gen 4. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, was I don't even know if you could but... get it in Heart Gold Soul Silver. Like, they straight up made it where you couldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those long lost ones for the games, but cool Pokemon. I actually yeah. really like Jirachi, and I almost like Jirachi more. But that's just me. Anyway, for the main topic, top five non-TCG items. So we did have one item that overlapped, and it was pretty much number four or five for both of us. Um, So we kind of agreed to hit that first. It was my number five. Um, But, yeah, we're going to just cover that as one. But that is the OG Pokédex from back in the day. So everyone had to have this Pokédex. It was was a must-have. It's so iconic in the show. But, uh, yeah, what what are your favorite memories about that thing? So I got this for Christmas. Um, It might have been Christmas 98 or 99. I can't – it was probably 99 is my guess. I wanted it for Christmas – and it's funny because I'm looking at it right now. I was like, I guess it did look like that with the uh, all the plastic and all that. So I wanted this Pokedex so bad as a kid leading up to this Christmas. Like, obviously, like, oh, I can be able to, like, oh, with, like, Ash, catch him. Like, oh, Pokedex, blah, 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 blah. And so I finally got it. And then when you get it, you can't really do much with it. Like, yeah, it's you can enter, like, the, the number and all that. And it'll tell you information. But that's all it was. It was literally like an encyclopedia of just like the Pokedex information, just like an actual Pokedex. From and what I was... remember, you could like click the number and bring up the Pokemon of that number. Like yeah. you'd literally type in a number and it would show you like a a uh, little snippet of that Pokemon. I'm on the, there's a Bulbapedia article. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) It tells you a lot more stuff than I remember, but it apparently gives you a two-frame animation, which I do remember that. Like, the Pokemon looked like it was, like, breathing. Um, Apparently tells you the height, weight, type, strength, attack, attack animation, and a bio. Shows the Pokemon's dex entry from red and blue, which I didn't even know that. Apparently but, you could it, you could have a password on this. I I didn't know that. That's actually a ahead of its time. I feel like. Yeah, I need to get another like one so, of these. I'm like now that I actually know how to do it. Yeah, they're <laughs> Check they're not uh, brand new or used. They're only like you can get them for less than eighty bucks. Now, if you there are a sealed one that's like two eighty, yeah. but if you bu- if you bought that, I would keep it sealed. Um, had a calculator. Yeah. Imagine using this calculator in school. <laughs> It enables the user to compile a list of their captured Pokemon. Yeah, it it does. It does a lot more stuff than you remember, and this would probably be higher on the list if uh, us kids could actually figure this out. But I feel like I'm sure. I don't think it's even a manual. Honestly, it doesn't look like it, does it? No, I don't think so. 
I remember like, like yeah, just doing like two things, and I'm pretty yeah, sure a lot of yeah. a lot of kids thought that. But yeah, it was made yeah. by Tiger Electronics and Hasbro in the late 1990s. Had yeah, all the Pokemon except for Mew on there. Mm-hmm. I think this is pretty cool. I I I don't know what I did did with this. I probably threw it away or something. But that eventually, like, it's not as high up on the list. But eventually, I wouldn't mind getting this one and our next my next item as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, I had one for sure, but it was like heavily used, as well as like another item on my list, which is actually my number one. But uh, I ended up getting rid of because it was either broken or it wasn't cool anymore. And, uh, yeah, I wish I didn't. But also kind of glad I did because then I bought a new one. But we'll get there. <laughs> I mean, they, they aren't that – these aren't that expensive still. I mean, they're like 80 – like I said, you, you can get them cheaper as well. But, like, they aren't bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, they're not bad. They're pretty cheap. So a lot of items like this are, unless you're like really looking for those hard to find ones. But plenty of people had this for sure. But yeah, that's our number five. So I want to go ahead and hop into your number four. So my number four, I know I've mentioned it before several times, um, but this is probably one of the most unique promotional items that not just Pokemon, but any IP has ever had. And it's probably obvious at this point what I'm talking about. And that's the Burger King gold-plated Pokemon cards with the Pokeball. Um, Now, I used to have the ball itself. I think I threw it away. I still have the Togepi somewhere. Um, And I was taking a look at it. Now, I don't know if they were sealed or not, but, I mean, sealed, obviously, the Charizard and Pikachu are the most are the most expensive one. But from what I saw, you can get the whole thing, for like, all six of them, like, sealed for, like, 250 bucks still. Yeah, another thing that was, like, so widely produced that is still surprisingly cheap. Even the cards that were out at the time, the little card set that you, like, tore off the sheets, you get a whole set of oh, yeah. those for, like, under 50 bucks i think like not even cut off there are so many of those things and uh i had a whole set once and those things are cool they tell you like cool information there's like trivia on the back um yeah those those are cool very cheap cool thing to collect but and i actually was going to buy one at the shop or at the card shop but um it wasn't bad. The guy was wanting like 45 bucks, completely appropriate pricing. Um, I just didn't know if I wanted to actually have that or not. Like, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, all six of them in mint condition for, yeah, still sealed everything for 172 bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. The boxes are still good. Like, I don't know if I have to have sealed. It would be nice to have sealed, I guess. But. You know, but even so, like it, it's affordable, right? Like you can still get those pretty easily still, and I imagine it'll be like that. Well, I mean, I could see eventually that adding up, but most people aren't going to want all six, right? Yeah, they don't even care enough. I think so there was enough. a Jigglypuff or something in there, there and, was, and a Poliwhirl. Yeah. No one cares about those. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's like Charizard and Pikachu, and those are the big ones, right? Mewtwo is the other. 
Yeah. And then Togepi, I... obviously. Like I said, I got the Togepi. I wanted the Charizard as a kid, obviously. We we got it after after I played a soccer game. We stopped by Burger King, and we got uh, and that's how we got it. <laughs> I had the Charizard so, and the Pikachu, and then a couple yeah, others. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was all in. Um, I still have three of the Pokeballs and the boxes they came in. I think it was Jigglypuff, uh, Poliwhirl, and Pikachu are the boxes that I found. But the, the actual gold cards are long gone. And the boxes are all beat up because they were thrown around. But the Pokeballs are in good shape and I actually have those in my like storage box of random things. Like I just thought having three of them was cool because of the video games. You know, the starters, they're laid out in Pokeballs at the start. So it was cool to have three of them. But other than that, I'm, I don't really care. Like... I'd I'd probably like to buy a set of the cards again because those are cool cards. Um, maybe display them in like page sleeves instead of the actual binders or something. But yeah, widely available. Really cool to pick up if you guys are in the market for those. But let's see. My number four is actually a variant of the Game Boy. <laughs> Can you imagine or guess which one I it would is? I would guess it is probably the uh, Pikachu one. Yeah, the, there, there's... Okay, so there's a couple. There's, there's one Pikachu as well. Yeah, there's, there's Pikachu... And Pichu, which came out, I can't remember the order these came out. Maybe I should check them out a little bit later. But there's a there's a yellow one with like Pikachu, Togepi, and Jigglypuff. And then the power button is a Pokeball. And then there's one of Gen 2 where Pikachu's in the bottom left and the Gen 2 starters are on the right. That one's really cool. Um, but the one I'm talking about is one that was out when Gold and Silver came out. These were all out at the same time, pretty much. But it is the one with Pikachu and Pichu. Pikachu's on the left side jumping up, and his actual cheek is the power button. And I had the gold one. And uh, that is like my OG Game Boy. I actually had a blue OG Game Boy. And my uncle at the time, like, found this Pikachu version at, like, a, I can't remember. He found it somewhere, like, at a yard sale or something, and he showed me. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it was better condition than the original blue one that I had. And so that's how I got that. And I think I still have it today back home, stored away. But, uh yeah, that thing has seen some age, and I was playing all my OG games on that thing. And yeah, I love it. Had that for a long time. Many car rides playing, you know, two seconds at a time as you passed under a streetlight <laughs> just to see where your character was walking. Oh, you didn't have the uh, the, the lamp adapter? 
eventually I had this thing that like attached and it was like a magnifying glass and a light. Yeah, we had that too. It so was, I was balling yep, eventually, yep. but I didn't have the yep. little stringy light. Yeah, we had that too where it was both. And that thing ate batteries like nobody's business. That oh, thing yeah. just absolutely powered through batteries. It was <laughs> ridiculous. But you, 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 had, you had to have it if you were on those long car rides. You didn't have smartphones. I mean, you had to battle through those car sickness. I mean, I, I know I did. You know, driving to Florida or driving <laughs> to Texas. Because in the Midwest, it's only a 12-hour drive anywhere. And well, wh- why fly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I I to say I I didn't get on my first plane until I was like 27, uh, in part because everywhere where we went to as a kid we drove everywhere. Yeah, we drove to Florida once too, and oh my drove God. all over. And yeah, I remember going to St. Louis, which was like an hour and a half drive from me as a kid, a little less probably, um, probably an hour. But I remember being at a wedding. And I was like off by myself at a table under a tent. And that is where my Charmeleon evolved into Charizard. And I was like hunkered next to like a decorative candle for the wedding. Like with my Game Boy tilted watching this thing evolve. And man, it was awesome. (laughs) But uh, yeah, real solid memories there. That was Pokemon Blue. Love that Game Boy. Still have it somewhere, but uh, I need to get see, like a I, modded version of that where it has like see, a backlit screen. See, I've actually thought about buying that one as well. Um, I won't say too much more because it's not necessarily uh, that one, but something similar that I'll be discussing higher up on my list. But it's definitely one of my favorite ones, and it just. It's really when I think of it's one of the synonymous things when I think of Pokemon from from that era. Yeah, and they they make modded Game Boys now. There's so many people who make modded Game yeah. Boys with backlit screens. Like you could buy some of these OG Game Boys that are modified for modern times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they even make a Game Boy now where. Oh, I forget what it, that company's called. It it runs all these old games, but you can change the screen however you want it. You can make it like an OG, non-backlit screen. Um, what is that called? Something Pocket. I I can't remember. You guys probably know what I'm talking about, but there was like, something else that was like they're on back order from months where it played every yeah, retro handheld. Is that it? It played yeah. every retro and handheld game, and it had, like, the screen was backlit. It's Analog and, Pocket. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, and it's like 250 bucks. At first, I didn't think, I didn't understand what the big deal was, and then I started, and then I started reading into it, and it's like every retro handheld game is on it, or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's not an something. emulator, but you can play, like, any game, and it's like, it's not emulation. Like, that's the big thing. Like, it, it runs off the game like it has its own process of like computing the game from the game itself and yeah there's a bunch of cool settings and it's like you know the tesla of 
the Game Boys out there, but there's plenty of people who... Oh, that's right. It, it can play it. That's right. Yeah, there's plenty yeah. of people out there who do their own mods for much cheaper and, yeah, not as fancy, but, I mean, how fancy do you really need? And, like, that's yeah, for people with extensive Game Boy collections and stuff like that. So, basically, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and it doesn't have the DS, though. Real miss. <laughs> <laughs> Which Wait, at that point, also, yeah, it was getting good enough where... Oh, yeah, then Game Gear, Neo Geo, Pocket Color, Atari Lynx, more probably has the Sega handheld, is what I'm guessing. That one didn't last too long, but, I mean, definitely cool. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, the fact that you can play as the OG screen is cool, but, like, I still have all these systems, like the OG Game Boy Color, Game Boy Pocket... Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP. I don't have the color because I have the Game Boy Advance SP. Um, and the DS was the final system I, I played on. But unfortunately, I got it too early in 2005, 2006. And there's no games on it. And I waited months, months, and months. And I sold it for, uh, I think I put it towards like a PlayStation 3 or so, something like that. Like, big miss on my part. But like, I sold the NES one. I sold the DS because there wasn't anything there, and that was pretty much the near the end of my era playing games, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, the Game Boy SP, that's why I don't really know where this Game Boy's at, because I have an SP, and that was, you know, the GOAT for playing Advance and Game Boy games until mm-hmm. all these modded versions came out. But, yeah, you can find some good modded SPs now, too. But anyway, what is your next one? I guess we're we're on to yours again for number four. Yep. Number three. Number three. So yeah, number right. three is pretty simple. It isn't necessarily any one item, but it is the Pokemon plushie. Just plushies That's, in general? Yeah, just plushies in general. It's not necessarily any one item. Um, it is just plushies in general. I have like three or four that are chilling out and about. I would have more, but I have a long hair cat. So with that ends up what ends up happening, even though I play, I clean probably three times a week. I swear to God, I clean three times a week, sometimes close to four. And if I didn't clean that much, hair would get everywhere. And I don't want all this hair on these plushies, unfortunately. So I only have a handful out. Um, the rest are like in a tote. Like I don't have them like riddled everywhere. I have like, you know, like I said, just a handful. Um, but I ha- what I love personally is the, uh, different like f- seasonal ones that they have. Like a, one of the ones I have out is the Halloween Piplup. But for Katie, I bought my, my girlfriend, I bought, uh, um, Plenty of Pikachu, like Halloween Pikachu, Santa Pikachu, a Valentine one. Um, like I, I have brought, I have bought a lot. Um, and I, I would like to get all of the, like Gen One Pokemon, which I think is possible now. Um, it'd be really cool to get all those, um, in the mini plushy form. And just have the, like a giant pile of them, or just have them all hanging out. I still need to get the Arceus one. Is the one I uh, I still don't have. 
Oh yeah, I, I I got oh my god. I'm on the Pokemon Center right now. And holy cow. Guess what's the first plush I see? What's that? It is the Sprigatito Holiday Workshop plush. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at that. I'm a- I'm adding that to my cart right meow. <laughs> right meow. Um I might give that to 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 my girlfriend honestly. But yeah, that's just what I'm talking about. Like, they're absolutely adorable. And how can you not want items like this and just have them all over? You can pimp out your place with plushies. I like like the sleeping ones, too, where they're like laying down sleeping. The Umbreon is 100% one of the best ones for that. Of course, that one was sold out. Oh, my God. There was a Mew one? It sold out, man. You can search by sleeping plush. And yeah, they have all the evolutions, and every single I, one of them is sold out. Well, yeah, the Umbreon is the only one I would care for. It's like a 19-inch $40 sleeping Umbreon. It's still up on the site, so I'm sure they pop up every so often <laughs> when they get more stock in, but I'm sure they go pretty quick. But yeah, like all, has a all those sleeping ones bag. are awesome. Yeah, there's not. Did Quaxley not get one? He did he get left out? He did. They brought back the Piplup and Mantike, and they left. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. There he is, the Johnny Bravo Duck. What is yeah. that bag? Is that a Basculin? It has Swain Basculin. Is that how that is? No, it's a Ralts. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, plushies are awesome. There's just so many I want that it's almost scary to dive in. I got yeah. I got my initials and in the unknown. Other than that, you know, I just bought the five hundred dollar Arcanine like life size plushie. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's both extremes for me. Like I'm real frugal, don't want to spend, and then I buy like the biggest, most sought after one there is. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I I kind of feel you. That's I think that's why I stick to the holiday one because I still haven't bought the Arceus. <clears throat> oh my god, it's sold out. But they got the Froki Holiday Snowman plush. Holy cow! But. Like, I haven't brought, like, Greninja, or, like, then I'll have to get Lapras, like, my, my favorite ones, right? So, like, Umbreon, Lapras, um, Froki, and Greninja, Arceus. But I got Piplup because of my IGN, King Hitbo Rick. So, yeah. like, I guess I had to get the, 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 the Piplup, so... They have the four foot tall Lucario still on the site for four hundred and twenty bucks. That's still available. Oh man! Yeah. Hey, uh, at at Yeti, they had. Uh, oh, I mean, they had all the life size one. They had the life size Slowpoke, the life size Froakie. I didn't. I didn't even look at it. I didn't even look at the life size Froakie. I didn't want to know the price. I'm sure because they're buying it from the from here, right? And then they're like probably throwing thirty percent on it so i didn't even bother seeing yeah. what the price was they're Actually, all, it's they're all about it's 400 40. to 500 bucks the, all the the big ones yeah yeah 
They have a 34-inch Lapras. Sold out. 60-inch Slowpoke. I think the Lapras... No, I didn't buy... I, I bought the smaller Lapras, not that one. I bought the smaller Lapras at Savari Zone um, to go in St. Louis. And... Oh, they have a Charmander one too. Yeah, I, I, but I didn't buy the life size one. The life size one was going for two thousand dollars at one point. <laughs> yeah, of all the giant like, ones, I mean, Arcanine is by far the most detailed and the best. I mean, it's good quality too. He's like, the best Pokemon. Not... So that well, should tell you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a. Uh, I mean, it's 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 fluffy. That's for sure. Yep. Got oh, people wanting to do weird things to it when I post the well, line online. <laughs> well, it's, I'm no comment on that one. Uh, but they have a Charmander Pokemon Holiday Lights plush. It's sold out, but holy cow. Yeah. It's adorable. That's how that's how they get you. I, I, I like the, the basic ones. I don't like doing all special ones because then it's not yeah. uniform. But I do like the sleeping ones, though. But, yeah, I guess we should move on to my number three, though. All right. My, uh, my number three is general, um, but kind of specific. So it's Pokemon books. Okay. And it's not, um, you know, I want to include the magazines, the OG magazines, which I have a few of. You know, the ones that you'd find in the card shops. You'd find articles showing Pokemon on them. You'd have the price guide in the back. Like, those magazines were awesome. But specifically, the ones that stick out more to me is, of course, the Pokemon 2000 um, Ultimate Guidebook, which is a.k.a. the Silver Bible. This is a... uh, yeah, this is a book that was released in Japan only, and basically, I think it goes through the gym sets. It has a scan image of every single Pokemon card ever made up until that point. And it even shows trophy cards. It has the illustrator in there. Like, that's where people got the information of the trophy cards before, you know, the internet. It tells you different you know it's all in japanese of course so the ultimate way to read this would be no japanese but there's people who have some pages scanned and translated um it's really hard to find i almost wanted to start my own project where i scan every single page and translate it and then make a giant pdf of like the entire book translated that would be quite the little project there but it'd be so cool like it tells you info about um the super secret battles along with images like it it tells you so much info and it even has every product released like non-tcg item every sealed product image It, it really shows a lot and it's kind of quite the expensive book i haven't looked in a while I was about to say, do you remember what those hit during the height of the pandemic? I remember you could buy them for like 40 or 50 bucks all day, every day. And then when the 
height came, I think they got up to like 300 plus bucks. I thought it was close to 500, but yeah, they're actually not bad. They're, uh, like it ranges between like around 150. Yeah, they came down a little bit. I guess I shouldn't search for silver bile, but yeah, there's, (laughs) yeah, like, yeah, there's like one, 140, 135, 112, 169. I mean, yeah, like it's not bad at all. Yeah, it's like um, 100 to 200 bucks, it looks like. And the, yeah. depending on the condition, some of these are pretty beat up. Yeah. This one looks really nice with the front cover. It comes with like a little orange cover. Yeah. This one's good condition with the cover for 250 bucks. That's probably the condition of mine. Like mine's pretty nice, but. Yeah, that cool 250 one's actually mint, uh, but it's coming from Japan. Yeah. So, but then there's this one that's 169.20. This guy must have several that look solid, and it's free shipping. That's that's one I'd probably get. I but, wish I did a book like this of every era. Like that would sell. You need to do multiple editions. You couldn't just do one. <clears throat> well, yeah, like every era or every type yeah. of card or. Even like a mini version of every like set that comes out, like just be cool to catalog, but I'm sure they'd probably just do that online or something if they could. But yeah, it's not worth the printing money it would cost for that. Is but they could make hella money off it. So it's, I think if you did a nice medium, maybe. Yeah, but the only other books that are kind of close to the Silver Bible for me. Aside from the magazines that are not that good quality, they're just nostalgic, um, is the illustration books. There's a couple of them out there. There's one with Rayquaza and Mewtwo on it that I think was actually printed in English. I think I have the English version. And then there's one with the uh, Charizard and Venusaur that has the cool Charizard Venusaur promo that is like a $1,000 card. That that book, I have both of those books, um, and they are very cool. One of them is only in Japanese, I think, the Charizard and Venusaur one. But you know, like I said, the Rayquaza and Mewtwo one, it has a English version, and it it's basically a little book celebrating the art. Like the pages have like a full page of the card art, and then at the bottom. It's actual descriptions of the card from the artists themselves telling you about the card, what they were thinking and designing that part of the card. And it's just, it's really cool. And I think those you can find for pretty cheap as well. Maybe cheaper than the other one. I think if you just type in Pokemon illustration book, let me see what that brings up. It should bring you up some, which a lot of these, like the animes or the mangas popping up. If you type it in on Google, it like shows you more properly search results. But yeah, Pokemon illustration books. All right, here's one. It's called the Pokemon Trading Card Game Illustration Collection. That is the one that's in English. It has the Mewtwo and Rayquaza. I think you can buy it for like 25 bucks, apparently. 
That is on Amazon, though. Is it the how-to-draw ones? No. Let me look up Pokemon Illustration Collection. They're called something like, if you type in Pokemon Illustration Collection, it'll pop up. Because um, that's what it's called in English. But yeah, there it's like some of the pages, like the entire page is the artwork and even the extended artwork. But yeah, and then they have little footnotes at the bottom. Looks like you can buy it for like, yeah, I mean, I think there's like a little hard cover that comes with this to like, it's a little sleeve, but without the cover, I mean, you can get this for like 20, 30 bucks. But, the one with the Rayquaza meet you two? Yeah. And if you click on one that has like images of the like pages inside. Yeah, one has I mean, a Kokomiya artwork featured. Top right, a Binet Kokomiya artwork. Yeah. Yeah, they really have a wide range. It's kind of a random selection of cards. And some pages have like five cards each. Like there's one page on here that has a light Jolteon, light Machoke. And they talk about light cards and stuff like that. But yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to show you these next time we're around. I can't remember what the Japanese one is called for the Charizard and Venusaur on the front. But they're called something the like EX. real. You yeah. mean the 20th anniversary book? That might be it. Yeah, that's the one. You're talking about the one that featured the promo with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Pokemon Card Game Art Collection 20th Anniversary Book is kind of what it's called. Pokemon Card Game Art Collection is what's on the front cover. That one's a little more pricey because, yeah, that, that artwork is amazing, but it's the same thing. Like, they just feature a bunch of artwork... I don't think this was released in English, though, but it's still really cool to look at, for sure. Especially just appreciating the art and all that. It's like the modern-day Silver Bibles. And, uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. There was a awesome promo that came with that one, but it is yep. pretty pricey. It's had about three cards since then, kind of been semi-inspired by it or something like that. Yeah. The Charizard promos. And the Charizard V. Yep, for sure. But yeah, that is my number three. So let's move on to number twos. So for my number two, you kind of hinted at it um, with the Pikachu and Pichu edition. So for me, it's more of a general one. Obviously, that one was the first one that came to mind, right? But that wasn't the only one that came to mind. You also had the Poke Center one. The orange one with the Kanto Stars. I think that's the one I was talking about. That was different colored like buttons and stuff yeah, like that, that was too. The, that was the Pokemon Center one. I think they released that for <clears> like the... I don't know if it was the anniversary for Pokemon or if it was to celebrate the New York Poke Center release or opening 
Yeah. I can't recall which one it was, but that one is orange. That one was slightly more rare. Um, but it's it's not just that one. It's all of them. It's the N64 from... It's the Pikachu N64. Yeah. The Pokemon N64. The There's there's a few of them. There was one that had just Pikachu, then there was the one that had, like... I think it had, like, the Kanto stars on it as well. Yeah, I'm there's, mistaken, a, there's the a few versions of it, yeah. I thought there was one that was all yellow as well, but maybe not. But, yeah, that one, obviously. And then um, I also love the most recent Scarlet Violet one that they just announced. Uh, but And there's also the Pikachu Game Boy Advance SP. That one was a big one. I remember wanting that one. I ended up getting the NES instead, the NES style one instead. Um, but really just all of them in general, I just love. I love how they make these cool special ones, and honestly, it's just one of my favorite things. I think they like made the- a Pikachu Switch, too, when Let's Go came out. It was either then or it was like on the DS when Sun and Moon came out. They like... Maybe it was like the 15th anniversary or something, but they had a Pikachu DS that like folded over and it was really cool. And I think they kind of made a similar Switch one, but I really don't know what the Switch is, what what they really came out with. I haven't kept up with them in a while. Well, I know you had the Zacian Zamazenta and then you had the most recent one with um the switch uh scarlet violet yeah and that one is Um, cool i like the colors on that one. yeah that one was pretty neat i if i didn't already have one like i don't collect game systems like that but that one looks awesome yeah that's another thing i don't want to dive into so i try to buy the most basic like black switch (laughs) Yeah, I don't like really many colors or anything like that. But th- those are cool. Um, but I just love all of them. But obviously, the the OG ones, the N sixty four, and the Game Boy colors and the SP, like those are all pretty big ones that I like. And I've been meaning to potentially get one like the SP if I did, but it's one hundred fifty bucks, so it's like because eh. the SP I have now, the battery kind of sucks ass. Yeah. So. Like the lithium battery in it, you can tell it's starting to die. Mm. Yeah, they get old and they wear out, but yeah, you almost have to like do it, like a modern option or like one of those modern yeah, ones. Yeah, I mean, the re- since it's rechargeable, I don't mind as much, but like the thing about the Game Boy Color is how much money you're spending on batteries for, for that. That's the biggest thing. It's cool to have that retro experience, and I, I do like playing it, but like there's a reason why I choose the SP. Yeah. Because you can just recharge it, you know? That's why, although I'd like to play... For me, I just like playing them on the OG systems, if if possible. I understand, like, the thing with the analog pocket, that's pretty handy. It is. Because you can have one system, and it's all modernized. I haven't taken a look at the analog pocket, but I would guess it's probably a USB charger. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I think it's USB-C... And stuff like that. So, but I think that thing is on back order for months. Like, whenever they dropped it, it got bombarded. I think it's like six months on back order. Yeah, I can't remember. 
like what it is now, but they've done like three releases where like every release has taken pre-orders and they haven't had enough. And so they're like, okay, we'll do next wave like three months later. And then it sells out yeah. again. I actually found out about that um, through one of the various subreddits I'm in. Like I'm in a lot of retro game sub- subreddits as well. And they had that mentioned. I was like, well, that's not, I mean, it's just a, it looks just like an emulator thing. And then like, no, it actually plays the actual, the actual games and you can change the, the color mode, the visual mode on it to resemble those. And I'm like, you know what? By these, buying these cool retro systems are awesome, but it's pretty handy to be able to play five different systems like that. Yeah. Like now, if it could play the DS, if it could play the DS, that would be God to your status right there. But I watched a video on them not long ago and it like explained it. Like they take the game and like run it, as the game should be, but they also like real time. I don't want to say like upscale it, but it there's something special about it. Like I don't know all the technical jargon, but you can buy them brand new right now for like three fifty on eBay still. Two seventy, two eighty is their MSRP. So I mean, it depends on. If you want it right now, like, you know, you'd have to pay a little bit more, but it's not terrible. But, I mean, it's basically the price of a brand new system, you know. Yeah, That's but this thing. is this is the end-all, be-all system, though. So, if you're into all that, like, yeah, yeah, this is the, the buy it for life. Like, this should take care of all of your Game Boy needs. But, uh, the rest, yeah. They do have a lot of, uh. They have a lot of adapters for it. Like, yeah, this is Sega Game Gear adapter. They have, like, adapters to, like, play it through your TV. Like, they have all kinds of stuff for this thing. So, people love it. People say it's the best, and I'm sure it is with that price. But, uh, yeah, I guess that brings me to my number two, eh? Yes, it does. All right. So, my number two is another kind of more general thing. It is the Pokemon that I have within the Game Boy systems. So it's the digital versions of my like living Pokedex, which is like on the handheld games. Essentially the Pokemon that I have in Pokemon Home. Um, I... I've played the games in downtime for a very long time, like going back all the way to the original Diamond and Pearl. Um, in my Pokemon Home, I have Pokemon going all the way back to 2011 when I was getting back into it. I have like a complete living Dex, so every species, every evolution is like represented in my living Pokedex. Theoretically, when a new game comes out, I could like transfer all those Pokemon to that game and like complete the Pokedex instantly. Um, they do limit that though; like it isn't available right away. Like you can't transfer all those to Scarlet and Violet, but there's like a grace period. Like sometimes it's like three to six months before you can transfer Pokemon from home to the newest game. But all my Pokemon live there. I have Pokemon that I played the digital versions of red and blue on the DS and transferred them over. So they're from like, they have a little game boy color symbol 
Like all these Pokemon like tell you the date you caught them, where you caught them, what game you caught them on. So it's just it's just an awesome little time capsule of all my stuff right there together. But yeah, that that's my number two. I have all my event Pokemon on there. Pokemon that my friends traded me for certain things. Like I have a bunch of Pokemon on there for like my high school friends' names are on the Pokemon as like the original trainers. So that's cool. Like all of my memories since like 2011 on the handheld games is in my Pokemon home. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Like yeah. that's, that's pretty neat. And I, I was worried about that when he told me like you have everything. I was like, why don't you just transfer things over and just absolutely yeah. destroy the entire game. But that's, that's cool that they, they, they are, they obviously think about that and they, yeah. allow you, they don't allow you for a certain time frame because that would be, I mean, teach their own if you want to do that, right? But yeah, and every new ma- game that comes out, like I complete the Pokédex before doing that. Like in Scarlet and Violet, I'm like waiting on a buddy to swap Pokémon with his Scarlet version. But after we do that, like I'll have the Pokédex 100% on that. So it's like, you know, every time a new game comes out, you're collecting brand new Pokémon, but yeah, it would be OP to like battle with them. Like they give you that time frame to only battle with new teams. Like you pretty much have to make your new teams. Like I've been battling online since X and Y. So every game since X and Y, like I have really good like Pokemon that I've bred specifically to have like the best stats, the best moves that would like wreck a normal level 100 Pokemon of that type, you know? So it's cool to store all your creations and like all your Pokemon. Like one of my favorite Pokemon is from X and Y. It was a, um, Blaziken that I would always use online battling. It had speed boost. So every turn it got a boost in its speed and it could mega evolve and I would always do Mega Blaziken, and it was like one of the most OP things in X and Y. So I could use that Pokemon in any game after that now. But as you can see, I got lots of memories in there that I could just ramble on about. But I'll kind of leave it at that for now. Maybe I'll I'll do a video or something on that down the road. I have all my shiny Pokemon in there that I've caught over the years. Yeah. It's awesome. I love the Pokemon home system. I almost need more space because it's getting pretty full. Yeah, I would think so. Like a thousand Pokemon at this point. <laughs> well, the the limit is like six thousand, I think, for Pokemon Home, and it's it's getting pretty full. You're gonna have to grind your candies. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have all the boxes labeled like you can keep 30 Pokemon to a box. So I have like 1 through 30, 31 through 60, 61 through 90. And then I have like event Pokemon boxes, trained Pokemon boxes, regional variant boxes, extra shiny, extra legends. Like, yeah, I remember you doing that. You were spending like three whole days doing it, right? Yeah, in total, like, 
So first off, I didn't get a Switch until this summer. Like, I only got it because Scarlet and Violet was coming out. And I only got it this summer so I could beat all the other games before they came out. But, yeah, I know life did there for a month where I beat Let's Go, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Arceus, and Sword and Shield. <laughs> all in like a month, like speed running them. But yeah, after that, I had to organize my Pokemon home and transfer all those Pokemon from Pokemon Bank, which was like what it was before it went to Switch. And it took me like 20-something hours of organizing crap. <laughs> it wasn't fun, but yeah, it was. it's worth it. Like you have to have it organized. There's just so much crap. See, I, I'm glad I don't complete, like, but I, for most avenues, I do not complete, aim to complete the decks. Um, and I, I think Red Blue was the only one I ever tried to complete the decks. And then I think Gold Silver I, I did as well, but I, I never got the Celebi. Um, yeah. So... I ever since then I just didn't care. <laughs> it, I mean, I know that's kind of like the whole thing, but it's just like, oh my god, this is so tedious. Like I've, I, I, I know with me discussed before, like your opinion on like you have to like one hundred percent stuff. But I mean, with me, I'll get to like ninety-seven, ninety-eight percent on some games, and then it's like ah, I'm bored. Like. For example, there was games like Resistance Fall of Man and the Hatch and Clank games. Like, I'd be down to, like, three skill points or something like that. And I would just be like, eh, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think last last podcast I was playing Scarlet and Violet, like, going after my Pokédex, which is now complete and... Yeah, I just... I like now I'm unlocking Smash characters, like, just playing. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm... Like, yeah, I just lose attention and focus and time to move on to the next thing. It's kind of, like... I almost can't focus without it. Like, if I'm only doing one thing, it drives me nuts. Like, I almost always have to be constantly doing something, which is... Kind of bad, kind of good in some ways, but yeah, when I'm into something, I kind of go all in and kind of consumes me for a little while. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is like I'm not like a I'm a pack of all trades, but a master of none. You know, yeah. like I have like you know I got a lot of hobbies. I got comics that you, I know you don't care about, but I do. Like I have literally, unfortunately, I have been able to read by like eighty dollars worth the comics just sitting right by me i just bought yesterday you know like i it's usually batman but i'll do a little bit of deadpool he'll be hit of uh x-men and the flash but uh you know like i i'll go to that or like oh i worked a 10-hour shift and i had to deal with people all day i just kind of want to chill for this hour and a half i have of alert time and just like watch some show or something you know yeah for sure yeah, that that's me, but it's usually like like games are my escape for there. Yeah. So, yeah, or like if I'll watch YouTube, 
or watch a movie or something while I'm playing the game on handhelds. That's why I like the handhelds so much. Like you could do them while you do other things. Whereas like, yeah, other video games like Call of Duty or something, like you're just only doing that. Yeah. I mean, I would say my favorite game system of all time, if it isn't like the PS2 would be any of the, the, it would probably be like the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. You know, like, cause that's, like you said, you can play on car rides and, or on situations where I didn't always have a TV or I had like five candles. Oh my God. Yeah. Some of y'all don't, don't remember that, but <laughs> it was, you know, we had like six, I had access to six channels and on in my TV. Obviously we had like, we had like satellite in the living room and in the, my parents' bedroom, but our TVs, we didn't have that. It was mm-hmm. like the ability to play a movie or five channels. Hence why on Saturday mornings I get, got up but didn't want to go to get out of bed yet to face everybody. So I would watch Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> yep. Those were the days. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number two. I guess we're on the number ones. We're we on we, number we one. thought this was going to be kind of a short episode, but... Well, I, I mean, think I went on a rant in the very beginning. So. Yeah. But well, um, it could be longer. I could have went on more of a rant on a couple of things. Yeah. But who cares? Yeah. But... So, Number one. Number one, one for one. me. Yeah, number one. Here we go. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Come roll, please. Um, it is my Pokemon Go Pokedex and medals in-game. And also slash the medal I won at the second Go Fest. So before... Like, I, I kind of just threw this all in, into one. Um, so before the Go Fest kind of went cheaper and cheaper... Um, where the what you won now was a keychain, a three dollar keychain. Um, back in the back in the even like the first one, second and third one, you could win a shirt or something like that. So they went cheaper after the pandemic, unfortunately, um, but increased all the prices. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> uh, but so my. Favorite thing was the Pokedex and the medal. So the medal, this thing was actually some people actually. So there's somebody that offered me five hundred dollars when it was on my neck. Um, oh, nice. So how yeah, do you how do you I, win it? So it, they would do it like every hour, and they're in their respective tents. So it would have been the Valor tent, Instinct tent, or um, uh, Mystic. And every hour, they would say a question. Like, and it was, who has the most Pokemon caught? Who has the most eggs hatched? Who has the most whatever? And I lost it on my eggs hatch, I think. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I lost it on the the eggs hatch. It was, which I was surprised because I was actually top 100 in the world at the time, and eggs hatched. So that the fact that somebody else in America was there that had more, I was, I was just a little bit peeved. Like, who are you? <laughs> like, is this Mufu? 
Yeah, no, it, it was like 500 more. So, uh, but I won it like an hour or two later for most grass type caught. Um, so cool. keep in mind that this was during like my heyday when I was like top 100 in the world for this game, doing it mostly on foot. And I was stoked that I won it. I thought it was deserving. It was like I won it through the time I put in to the game. Now, you know, I probably should have been doing other things, but whatever. <laughs> I was stoked the fact that I won it and because I felt entitled to it, obviously. <laughs> I was trying to win more, um, but I didn't. Yeah, but yeah, these these medals, actually, I was trying to find them on eBay, and I couldn't find anything. <clears throat> yeah, so how, so how many did they make, or how often did they do the uh, the contest to get them? So I believe it was every hour. And if I'm not mistaken, in 2018, they had it for three days. I believe it was either three or four. I'm trying to think. And I think the next year it was four. So like less than 50 of these things, probably. No, there's more than that. There's like... Oh, at each team, right? Yeah, each hour. So It's probably less than 100. There, there's, there's two tents. There's two tents. So you're looking at it was nine hours times three times two. Yeah. Times three for the days. So you're looking at just a few hundred, though. Um, and they hit $1,000 on eBay at, at one point, I think, during that like period. Um, it's going to be hard-pressed for you to find. Like, I'll never sell it. That is one thing I'll never sell. Yeah. Honestly, like it is. I want it. There's there, there's a photo of myself and my GF. We she got one too. I, th I think I helped her on that one. I think it was like, what's the number of the Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like Machamp or Pikachu or something like that. And I, I told her what it was. Like, raise your hand, raise your hand right now. It's it's this this. And she got it that way. Um, but yeah, mine I, I actually got through like you know most grass types caught, and, and like I obliterated everybody. Yeah. It wasn't even close. <laughs> and but like you know the, my Pokemon caught was never impressive because I I walked everybody else that did Pokemon numbers mostly were in a car, and because of that they had much more catches. So my my catch was always very low. Even today, it's lower than in comparison to what a lot of the people um, from my level. But like obviously I don't play anywhere near as hardcore as I used to. I I'm a casual slash dedicated player. In, nowadays like i'll play like nearly every day but like it's like 30 minutes whereas you got to realize i was at one point 12 hours a day <clears throat> yeah like every day even when i worked that's all i did it was i played i had my app open all the time yeah i remember those grinding days yeah but uh and then there's also my uh shiny decks i have a good portion of the shinies um I did have every shiny up into a certain point. It's at the point now where I don't care. I I collected the shiny decks. I wheeled and dealed through trades to get the complete shiny decks. I th I'm pretty sure I, I told this story, story before on here. Like I completed the shiny decks, and the next day they announced like 12 more shinies. Yeah, I I like the shiny chase and collecting those, but it just got to the point where like. Oh, there's this hat. 
Okay. Well, yeah. You're just adding items to Pokemon, so now it like doesn't even matter. You can just add whatever you want. It's it's gotten to the point. It was cool when they kept it niche and very small, but now it's anything and everything, and it's just like I don't even care anymore. You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. And it seemed like every two weeks was like the cutoff, where every two weeks they'd announce like two or three shinies, and then it was like obtainable by the grinding. But then you get like one week where they release like two shinies that had three evolutions. Or you have a situation where they have a shiny available for 36 hours or 48 hours and it's an event shiny because there's been several ones of them. Yeah. I was able to get one somehow and I traded for another one right then and there. And But like, yeah, I mean, it got to the point where. I used to try to get all the holiday shinies and like even with the event shinies, I, I think I was missing four shinies if you include like the event ones and it was like the it was the Ash Hat Pikachu or, or the Raichu and then like the Ash Hat Pichu and it was like two more I was I was in missing. Um But again, it just got to the point, like the Ash Hat Pichu P- P- Pichu is only available for like twenty four hours. Yeah, they brought it back at some point, but like, like, like literally tw- twenty-four hours. It was when they were doing this event with Pikachu, where it was like seven days, seven days of Pikachu. So you had one day it was like the Santa hat, one day it was the Witch hat, one day it was the uh, Summer hat, one day it was the Ash hat. You know, they did that for for seven days, and I actually did get a few of them. But like, it just the grind became too much. Like there was a point where it was just too much. Like I had a and that's kind of how I am. Sometimes when I'll play hard with certain gyms, because that's like my main focus in game now, which was my OG main focus in game when mm-hmm. I started. So you kind of go back to your roots. <clears throat> and like, I don't give a damn about grinding for a shiny. I'll check on everyone I can when I'm playing for like 30 minutes. Instead of 30 minutes a day, I might play for an hour if there's a, if there's a shiny I like. Where yeah. I go hard is the, is the Go Fest, because honestly, I collected... I caught of like I think it was all but like six available shinies during the Go Fest, so I got like thirty different unique shinies. I mean, it's just the amount of time you invest compared to the rewards is so high; it's worth it. Whereas I've been there, done that with putting in time to get these shinies in the game, and it's just not worth it. Like the time invested to rewards doesn't equate to each other anymore, and it, it's the point where it's I just can't keep on doing that. Like, I'd rather enjoy my time through other avenues. So I'll give a decent amount of time, like maybe an hour. Obviously, I'll play good community days. Well, I now usually work on Saturdays, so it's far in between if it's on a Saturday. and But, I mean, I still enjoy catching new Pokemon, evolving new Pokemon with the Pokedex. That's my – I have Pokemon on there. But like you said, I can remember who I, I caught with. I have a, I, I remember I still have a Pokemon I caught at, uh, with a few of us friends after we heard of our mutual friend dying in a car accident that we all played together. Mm-hmm. And like the, like that day you know, that we heard the news, we all went out playing together and we have several Pokemon. It was like a T-Talk. I was like, whatever, it was a place where we would always raid. I was like, whatever this is, I'm maxing it out. And it was like a 12, 11, 10. And I ended up maxing it out. You know, like I, I have stuff, stuff like that. I have 
perfects that I've caught of Kyogre's. I got I got lucky. I've always been lucky with when it came to legendary perfects. I was able to catch three perfects with Kyogre on under 100 raids, which if you know the odds, 1 in 216 odds for any given perfect for a legendary or just any raid Pokemon, just think about that. And under 60 yeah, raids, I got three of them. pretty crazy. And I remember I caught one on the final ball. I was like, I have yet to have a perfect legendary ever run away on me. Several 98s, but no perfect. And I was on my last ball for my third perfect Kyogre. I'm like, here we go. Hold your and breath. Then sh- and then it shook once on the last ball. I was like, yes! Because if, sh- if it shakes once on the final ball and, and with the rage system, you know you caught it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it shook, I'm like, yes! Like, yeah. I could have, because like, I only had like 12 balls, too. This was before, also, like they made it to where it's easier for more Pokeballs, where you would have raids where you had maybe 10 or 11, and you just had to sink excellence. With yeah, and that was it. Yeah, I miss the grinding days of of Go, but it's like the only thing I would go for now is like finishing level 50. But I've just gotten so out of it. I haven't even like opened the app on the last two community days because we've been like out and about and I'm yeah. I'm like, eh, who cares? <laughs> but I do want to try to play uh, this weekend with the, you know, the wrap up community day for the yep. year i'll try yeah, to play a little play. bit but i'm on sundays actually i'm lo- i'm looking out because it has litwick i couldn't get off uh for that community day so i'll be able to play it and i, I so I'm, I'm gonna enjoy that but i mean there's if you play like you know if you play it right i just say right but if you play it consistently but not hardcore you get the most out of the game and you play if you play it with friends which is what i do now i Try to play with friends mainly. It might just be one, one or two, but like I used to like to understand how hardcore I used to be. I okay, so I would get up, I would walk a mile and a half to the park. This was before I had a car. I would walk a mile and a half to the park, and I would walk there at the park for like six to eight hours. Yeah, on like my days off. Yeah, and that was a uh, peace park. Uh, SLP. Yeah. The height of my grinding, like, right when we met, which I was probably doing that. I don't know if anyone here remembers the story, but that's how me and Philip actually met through Pokemon Go. I was working a 3 to 11 p.m. shift, and I would get off. Like, it worked out great because the servers were so bogged down during the day. Like, yeah. you had to play, like, close to midnight for the servers yep. to even work. So it worked out perfect. I would get off work. I'd go right to Peace Park. I'd be there, get off at 1030, be there at 11, play from, and, like, 11 to 3 a.m., pretty hardcore, like, doing the same loop. All the lures lured up because everyone was playing. And, yeah, that's how I grinded for the longest time. But did that, like, every night. Yeah, and this was whenever, like, there was a two-week period every year where the, my pl- work basically mo- almost completely closed to clean up and everything and all that. And so I wasn't working a whole lot of hours. And this was during a month that they were slow anyway. So I was literally working, like, for this month that it came out, I was averaging, like, 12 hours a week. This was 
when I was kind of still in college, but like I was losing interest. Like I had already a degree. I, I just kind of went back. I didn't know what I was going to do. And yeah. Anyways. Um, so I had a lot of time to play a lot of time to play. And what I do, I would, I would like play from like 10 PM with these crappy little battery packs. And obviously this was during my drinking days. So I would get me about eight shooters and I, yeah, would, I remember that. <laughs> I would bring a l- little bit of cannabis and I would just be, I'll have a sip of booze and a hit of uh, marijuana and then I'd just start playing and I would, I would pl- I literally would play until the sun came up. <laughs> yeah. I remember like, playing like till three or 4 a.m., sometimes five. Yeah. Like the last few hours we would drive around because people didn't have the lures up because people went mm-hmm. to bed. But then, yeah, then you'd have to spend an hour evolving all your crap, all yeah. your all your pidgeys that you grinded that night. <laughs> and then that's where that's when the spoofers became a thing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that was a big thing. I guess it's still yeah. going pretty rampant too. Well, at this, they're ne- they're never going to do anything about it because they make so much money with them, so they don't care. They they did some things. Uh, like several years ago, they like in 2018, 2019, they had like a spoofer band wave, and but like that was the last thing that they really did that was significant. And at this point, since they're so beholden to their to their uh, stockholders and and to the their quarterly profits, I don't think they they give a damn because at the end of the day, it's people that are playing that are spending money on the game. So what do they care? Yeah, and they made it to where they they made it to where. If you still spoof, you're just lazy. Like, yeah. Uh, Especially honestly, with the remote raid passes, like exactly that, that exactly. sealed the deal. It's like, well, COVID threw any wrench into anything I mean, that they had planned. And I never understood people that play <clears throat> in rural areas, only rural areas. Like, I don't, I got two stops in my area. Well, then play an actual Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and then be on the Discord for that. I don't know. I just nobody cares anymore. Like gone are the old rules with, yeah. It's just it's no longer. So now I just pretty much play the way I do, you know. So. Yep, it was fun and yeah, just casual now. But I still have my number one. <laughs> what's yeah? What's your number one? So I won't I won't go off into it that much, but it is a actual single physical item. Uh, you might know what it is. Is it, well, do you want me to say it? Sure, see what you guess. Is it the Apple Box? Yep, it is the Suncast Pokemon Storage Box. So, um, everyone recognizes this item. They remember seeing this item, but... They, it's like totally lost to memory. Many people had it, but it's this red and yellow box. It has a yellow handle, a yellow pad type opening thing on the front, and it had a Pikachu and Ash sticker with Pokemon on top. This thing opens like a tackle box. Inside, there's tons of different compartments that you can store stuff in. Has dividers in there, pretty much like a, 
you know, ultimate storage box for a kid. It had little slits on the lid when it opened so you could stack cards up upright. And uh, yeah, it was totally cool. Not to mention it came with a sticker sheet that you could slap all over this box. And good luck finding one that doesn't have stickers slapped all over it. <laughs> but uh, You know, it's funny because you mentioned this and I don't rem- ever remember it until you said something. But I feel like I had this one, too. That's how everybody is. I'm telling you, this box was iconic, and everyone remembers it, but nobody like, has it. Like <laughs> I feel like I got it like the same Christmas I got the Pokedex. Like These boxes were the most abused things of that, because you imagine kids opening these 20 times a minute. I remember putting a lock on mine and like the lock didn't fit. So I like cut the hole bigger with like a knife and then I put the lock on. But I thought I was cool because you didn't really have to unlock the lock. You could just pry the plastic up. So I'm, I'm pretty much halfway broke the plastic every time I opened it. And yeah, mine had stickers all over it. I don't know where it is now. Probably got yard sailed because I didn't care about it. It was all broken. But this is an item I actually bought back. Um, I bought a pretty much like new, brand new one on eBay. Um, It wasn't cheap. It was a few hundred bucks. But it had the original sticker sheet, which it was the shittiest stickers that you can imagine. All of them were peeling up. You can't even peel them off the page because it's like matted to the paper and totally dry of adhesive. So I put that in like a page top loader and like had to glue some of the letters back on it just to like restore it essentially. And uh, yeah, so that is like locked away. But I also had the cover of the box. It came with a cardboard cover that like slid over it. You rarely see them with that as well. Um, but yeah, I I bought pretty much a brand new one with a unused sticker sheet. No stickers on it. Really good condition. I can't even find it on eBay. It's tough. I mean, when I looked, there was two of them on there. This one like, that I bought and then one that was just all stickered up. Like you, I'm going to sold now because maybe I'm I'm typing in. Pokemon Tackle Box 1999. Type in uh, Suncast Pokemon. Suncast is the company, and they've made a couple others. Like, they made a one for, like, sports cards that was, like, black and red. Is Suncast all one word? Yeah. So, yeah, Suncast. Oh. I think if you just type in Suncast Pokemon, it'll yeah, bring it up. Box there it is. Yeah, Suncast Pokemon Box 1999. But, sold. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard to find because you have to have that sun cast in there. But yeah, here's one for a uh, hundred bucks shipped, but it doesn't have the stickers or anything. It doesn't have the dividers. I don't even see that. I do sun cast Pokemon. Yeah, I can't even see that one. So you're typing in something I'm not. Yeah. And sold, I saw sold, but I'm not seeing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all... I do remember having this. Or I think I did, unless it's this is a exhibit A of the Mandela effect. 
it could be, but a lot of people had this box. It was iconic. I remember, like, my brother used to ride motocross races or Missouri hare scrambles, they call them, out in the woods. Um, And I remember, like, the one kid that was also in the Pokemon had this box, and that's where I first saw it. Oh, there it is. But... Yeah, it's almost worth buying the $65 one just to use this. Because I I actually use, so I, I have the sleeve and the sticker sheet in a box, like, protected, stored away. But I actually use this box as, like, my trading card supplies, like my sleeves, my top loaders and stuff. It It's a perfect box for that. It's really not a good box to store cards in like it's meant for. But <laughs> it's good for the card supplies. And that's what I use it for. It's really cool. Just chilling there. I open it up, pull out some top loaders. That's why it's my favorite item. Like, it brings me back. It's nostalgic. It's actually functionable, like, today. Functions as, like, a storage box. Yeah, there's this one. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Like, there's one that's really dirty, and the other one actually looks pristine condition-wise. Which one is that? That sixty four? No, fifty nine ninety four starting bid. I would like. I don't think they cleaned it. I mean, they might have, but this looks so pristine. I don't think it was cleaned. So I have the starter stickers on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. But it has like everything else. Like you can take those off. Or just throw it in the in the freezer. It's missing the sticker on the top though, too. Those squares, there's stickers that go there. You could tell they like scraped them off or something. Yeah, they're they're not too hard to find. You just have to know that suncast keyword, and even yeah, even if you do have that keyword, like you know, right now there's only five total on eBay. All of them have stickers or a broken piece. You know. So yeah, you're gonna have to pay up for a complete one. They, I think I paid like two fifty for mine, but they had it for like three fifty. I remember them taking like a lot off. Like I just threw out an offer, and they accepted. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> it was probably up for a long time, is my guess. Yeah, and I probably could have bought it a lot cheaper, like had I waited. But I, I looked for a while. Here's a pristine one. Like it looks really nice. It's sold for a hundred, but it doesn't have the sticker sheet. It doesn't have the outer sleeve. It doesn't have the inserts. But yeah, mine mine had like literally everything unused, brand new. But I'm happy with it. It's my favorite item for storage. But that's why it's my number one. It, it ticks all kinds of boxes. It's functional today. It's cool today. Nostalgic today. It was like, aside from that Game Boy and like some marbles and some of the little action figures, like that was the only other thing like that I really had that wasn't TCG related. Like that was the main thing. I had my Game Boy games. I had... The marbles, the little plastic figures, all of which I stored in this box. 
like even as a kid, I had my Game Boy in this box. I I loved it. I loved storing things. I loved organizing things. Hence why, like, I'm so anal about my collection now. You know, I just love that stuff. But anyway, that is our top five. I think we're pushing on the time. Maybe we can cut out our game, but. Well, the question I would like to ask, because I refrain from saying anything in the yeah. news because of let's it. just Let's just do the questions and we'll, we'll save the game for next time. Alright. So what what's your uh, question? So, so with the new EX era or will the new EX era create a newfound renewed vigor for the lost era? Will it finally attain the widespread recognition it deserves? Could we see a market brump? <clears throat> uh I think I think no for the reasons you said. But I think we are currently seeing a little bump. Maybe that was because, you know, the new EX has got announced and it, like, stirred up things. But also because Gen 3 and the Lost Era was starting to uptick already. And Mm -hmm. even at KC Collecticon last October, I remember one of the last booths we were at when they, they had a lot of Gen 3 slabs. And one of the other vendors from, I think, Drip or somewhere over by one of their booths was there looking at the slabs. And he was, like, picking up a lot of them. Like, he was actively buying Gen 3, like, Lost Era slabs. And maybe he was feeling it already. But since then, we've kind of seen a creep up of Gen 3. I think it's... It's to be expected. Um, Right now, whenever I was looking through... Eddie, there were a and just TCG player in general, there were a few cards there are a few EX cards that are already very pricey um, and Mewtwo being one of them but also if you want to get it in lightly played, they aren't terribly expensive mm-hmm. sometimes finding, depends on, on the card, right? but I could see more like the Lapras EX and the Blastoise EX are still pretty affordable. And I find that to be like, yeah, the Lapras EX is like 43 bucks, you know, maybe a little bit more 60, 70 and near mint. The, which is, you know, Blastoise is a lot of people's favorite Pokemon. Um, And like Blastoise EX Let's see what's Blastoise. It was only like 140. Yeah. For lightly played, I think. A lot of the like EX Fire Red Leaf Green cards, that's probably the Blastoise you saw. But yeah, the Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur in that set, those are my favorite EX cards for sure. But I, yeah, I think, so I think we see the uptick already. It's hard to say if it's from the new announcement or not, but. I think, you know, people, Neo has been, you know, they haven't went up as much, but they haven't come down as much. And I think EX, they haven't went up at all, really. So they haven't come down at all, really. So I think now we're lagging behind and seeing them finally creep up. 
So I think that's all it is, but I just think back of when the EXs came back in Next Destinies, you know, it was like a new and exciting thing, but it didn't really bring back the awe of the old cards. But the old cards weren't as exciting as they were then, you know. They were just old, kind of crappy-looking cards. It's like when Next Destinies came out, the EX era was like the XY era. It is yeah. to us, you know? They were, they were old back then. OG was still OG, and then they were old compared to, like, what was that? Yeah, but... <sighs> I think it's a little bit different yeah. situation uh, because there's a lot of things that have changed since then. Um, now, I think that it, it is it's, it's to some extent, but there are always going to be some cards from the ho- hobby, like the, the gold cards especially, that are going to do well, and especially in high mint grades. Like, they'll always do incredibly well. But, like, in talking about the EX cards... I think it's still a great time to buy these cards. I don't want to say too much because eventually we're going to have the e- the X era <laughs> um, e- episode. Yeah. But I still think a lot of these are appropriately priced, but I also feel like they're underpriced for what, what they are. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say because, like, yeah, if they get any recognition like other eras have, it's like a lot of stuff is underpriced. And I think it's underpriced yeah. now just because like the rarity factor, but like your like your Blastoise, for example. I feel like that Blastoise should be a four to five hundred dollar card. Yeah. And high mint grades over a thousand. You know, like th- that's what I think anyways. But it's only like two hundred or something like that in your mint. I would have to see. I think it's. I'd have to check TCG player to to double check. But I just felt like when I was going through it, like it was delightfully played through Yeti game. It was really cheap. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty good buys, but yeah, it might bring up a resurgence. But yeah, short answer is I think it's due to other factors more so, but it might help a little bit. Yeah, near mint's 200 average. Yeah. My question is a little more simple. Um, When do you think we will see shiny alt arts? Do you think we'll see it in the Scarlet-Violet era? Or do you think by the end of the Scarlet-Violet era, we'll still be creative enough with alt arts to not have to bust out the shiny card. Eventually, I think we're going to have shiny alt arts. You know, we're going to have alt arts and then shiny alt arts. Hopefully just like one per set, make it like the ultimate chase card, but... Like the shiny Charizard. Oh my God, you can already tell people go crazy for that. Um, I think that you could see that this era. I hope you see more texturing. And these cards, because one thing that... So, Pokemon does a lot of things right. They, especially with the foiling, with the art. But, 
one of the biggest thing it lacks on its comparison to say yes even dragon ball super tcg is the texture the texture on the dra- on these like ultra rare dragon ball super cards they pop they really pop out there there has been a few cards japanese you can imagine the japanese end of era promo and even the japanese umbreon altar vmax you see a little bit more of that texture but it's not quite there and but you see a lot of that in the Japanese end of era promo. I'm I'm wondering if they carry that over with these alt arts. Yeah. More and then you know more of these alt arts. I think that would be a good enough feature. Just for the for the for the Scarlet Violet era in and of itself, or that foiling combined and texture combined with this blending of the best of both EX era eras. So the OGEX era and this and the XYX area merge into this and they find the best of, of both worlds and including the modern and, and with alt arts and they do a l- little bit of all of that. I think they very well could do alt arts for shinies because they've kind of done gone back and forth with the gold cards on that. Some they've done shiny, some they've done not shiny. And I think for with a lot of the gold cards, they've kind of missed their mark when it came to uh, doing the shinies on those. Because I feel like all those shinies, like, for example, the most recent set, Silver uh, Tempest. Like, imagine if they had a shiny Lugia for the gold card. Mm-hmm. That would probably be the chase card over, over the alt art, because the alt art isn't that great. But if they had, so imagine that texture that I mentioned with that shiny Lugia, I think that that right there in itself could be incredible. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, we could see it this gin. I you think about it. They haven't done one since uh shining fates really. Right. I mean, yeah, they've done like, they've done like random gold cards, like the hound doom from battle styles. I think it was. And like the Intellion from EV heroes, but shiny. So they have done some cards already, hit or miss, with with shiny. So I could see them going that route, one here and there, but not like beat a dead horse over it. I think if we continue like B Star Universe, like it's gonna be here before we know it type situation. Mm-hmm. But I think going into Scarlet and Violet, like past gens, and like I talked about before, I think they will tone it down a little bit. And because, you know, the the first set of every gen usually isn't all that flashy because you still have the hype of the new Pokemon. So you might have like full art cards, maybe one gold card. And then by the time you get to like, you know, V-Star Universe equivalent of Scarlet and Violet, we're going to have shiny alt arts and crazy stuff. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. So I think they'll do a good job of toning it back, kind of reset everything and hopefully kind of stick with this game plan of you know more alt arts more character rares but make it a slow creep don't flood us like if every set's going to be like v-star universe like this time next year like we're going to have shiny alt arts but yeah i think they're going to tone it back quite a bit they got to be careful about doing that too because eventually you're again like we mentioned before you're base kind of becomes numb to it 
So you don't want to show your hand out the gate because then what are you going to do to build on that? Mm -hmm. So you're going to see cool elements. You will like you might see a one off card like what you are describing here and there Um, because there's several big ones that we haven't had for alt arts. And the first one that comes to mind is Greninja um, Alkazam. You know, like there are there are a few big names that haven't had an alt art yet, so they can keep on with this alt art thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Having just a few in each set. So I, I don't <laughs> think they should stray away from that formula just yet. But it would be cool to, like I said, incorporate elements from like, so it'd be Pokemon alt art EX and you might even see a card that has homages from the EX era. And it's like like we said before, it's alt art, but it has a lot of that like silver foiling around the borders and stuff, like the EX era did. Like yeah. that blended that like that's all they have to do for this era, in my opinion. They don't even need to break out the shinies yet. Although it'd be a cool they I could see them doing that by the by the whatever the equivalent of the V star universe is. Yeah, I could see them doing it by then. But, like, you know, we kind of get the point, where do you go from here? That's the biggest thing. How can you keep on building? And I don't know if you can get beyond alt arts unless you start doing numbered cards. Yeah, they need to, they could really push the alt art for a long time. If they do a grand reset and, like, basically repeat what we had in Sword and Shield... I mean, this could just be the format of Pokemon cards for a long time if they do it right. Yeah. Yeah. So. If they don't blow their load all at once, then they should be able to build off this and really ride this. I mean, think about how many Pokemon that they could milk just from this era, right? There's so many big names they still haven't done, and they usually don't do more than a handful of off-tarts every single set. Maybe mm-hmm. one set you might get like five or six or something like that, and they'll, they'll go ham. But so we'll, uh, I'm trying to think how many sets there were. Here, one second. Spare with me for just one second. I'm going to Poke Collector. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Because they didn't do all tarts and celebrations. Eight for Chilean Rain, nine. So they've had nine sets with alt arts for English. Yeah. So, so, and then Not 10, very many. 11, 12, 13, 14. So 15 sets. I mean, if the average is three to four, just, just think about that, right? So you're looking at maybe 60 Pokemon, and you know they're going to spit out another Charizard because they have to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or they feel obligated to for whatever reason. So, I mean, it's for money, right? So, 60 alt arts, maybe, 54 new Pokemon. I mean, there's 54 more Pokemon that they can just fine have alt arts. Like, they can, and then, so that takes us to whatever the next era is after Scarlet Violet. So, I mean, yeah, they, they can ride this, honestly, through the end of the decade when it comes to the alt arts. Yeah, we barely started, and yeah, they only have a couple. I just hope they don't see the character rares as like, okay, that's good enough. They don't need an alt art. Like, 
yeah, just take your time with it. Reset everything. Don't get too crazy. I think magic, as we said last couple episodes, like they're leading the charge on what not to do. So, and I, Pokemon's a smart, well-run company. I would think they would take a look at that because for a long time, Pokemon and magic were almost synonymous, almost two sides of a different coin for a long time. And I would think they would take note. Hopefully, yeah. Like, oh, how yeah. do we not? They're, they're how do we not attention. anger our base? Like, yeah. How do we not anger our base and jade our base like what Hasbro did to its base? Hmm. Oh yeah, they're paying attention, and I believe in them. But I don't collect modern or sealed or anything now. So, whatever, man. Yeah. But yeah, that should uh do it for this episode. I don't know what time we're at, but another like long one. Longest ever. We thought it was, <laughs> we thought it was gonna be a short one, but when you get us on a rant, it just keeps on well, going. It is a fun one, but yeah, it does open up the uh possibility to rant when it's more of a fun one. You have more stories with those. Yeah. So well, and we did this one because of Christmas, and the next one will be, uh, I think it'll, it'll drop the first brand new episode, 1st of January, 2023, where you at? Yeah, it'll be episode one starting off on the first, I guess season two technically, but I don't know if we're going to do the seasons or not, but. Well, we might as well wait till we hit 26 for the whole year. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess for that one, we could do the collection goals or we could do the era episode. I guess it depends on what you feel like doing. Is we'd be recording that, like, right around Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So it we're might doing be best most of our Christmas, episode. like, yeah, we're doing most of the Christmas before Christmas, but... So I should have time those nights between Christmas and New Year's, but yeah, it's whatever. Well, I'll be busy the 25th and the 26th, and then I'll be working the next few days. So, I mean, I could probably record that Thursday night, but yeah. Yeah. It'd probably be easier if we did the... I was wanting to do the collection goals, like, the 15th, because we're going to be recording this episode, obviously, before the end of the year, but... I think my mind's made up on going for the Mario Pikachu as long as it's as long as he can budge. Um, and I'm probably going to hold off on going for the binder cards because that was going to be the big thing I was going to talk about. But I can still find a way to t- talk about it all <laughs> because I'm so I'm going to buy it all next year. It's kind of like everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we that's what we have in store for y'all. Either an air episode or a Pokemon collection goal episode. For the next episode on the next time on Pokey Talk on Pokey Talk Podcast. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you in the next one. Peace out. Y'all have a good one and have a good Christmas or holidays. Happy holidays. See you later. Bye. <laughs>